Hello, fellow Muppet fans, and welcome once again to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch the Muppet Christmas Carol two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And today we have a return guest. Uh, He was here with us for The Muppets Take Manhattan. He's back with us again. We're very happy to have him. Guest, please introduce yourself. Hello, it's Patrick Kotner. Patrick Kotner. How are you? Of uh, the George Lucas talk show and numerous other pursuits. Yes, yes, yes. Too many pursuits to list, but that's Thank you for for being with us once again. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I was so psyched to come back. I loved being on last time. We talked about piggy piggy bending steel yeah. bars and creepy construction workers and Statler and Waldorf uh, uh, self tanning. Yes, Those neither the big, the big three topics. Of neither piggy nor Statler and Waldorf nor construction workers are in these minutes, but uh, wow. we'll we'll do the best we can. And today we are talking yeah. about minutes thirteen and fourteen of the Muppet Christmas Carol, in which Scrooge is not amused by his nephew Fred, and Bunsen and Beaker ask for a donation. So we pick up with the rats cheering for Fred's rousing speech about Christmas spirit. Well, I've, I've kind of meant to say this last time, but I forgot. The, the rats applauding is kind of right out of the book. Really? Because after, after Fred says that line, the, the narrator says, the clerk in the tank involuntarily applauded. Oh, oh you know, so I got to so, rewatch Mickey's Christmas Carol, but I think Mickey Mouse involuntarily applauds in that one when, when Donald speak, Duck gives speak a speech. Of- Speaking of rats, yeah, you know, rats, mice, yeah, the, the uh-huh, best adaptations have mice, have, yeah. uh, have little critters in them. Yeah, yeah. So um, the 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 Mercer Mayor's little critter Christmas. Oh, man, I wish there were a Mercer Mayor Christmas Carol. <laughs> did they they I don't they know. did animated stuff, right? Am I making that up? I, I think so. In the eighties, yeah. I, I, believe, I, I, I can I tell you so. that when I was a kid, I rented a couple of. VHS tapes of Mercer Mayer stories yeah. that were sort of the like barely animated thing where it's like a picture from sure. the book and maybe one element of it moves. Uh huh. Oh sure, it's like they're like holding a ball and then the ball drops. Yeah, whatever. something like that. Like that. Yeah. Now I don't want to get off on a Mercer or, or, Mayer tangent. No. What What are they? Are they hamsters? Are they rabbits? Well, well so there's little critter. Well, they're, they're little yeah. critters. He's a little. They're just critter. critters. That's just it's generic. Okay. Yeah. And then okay. there's also isn't there little monster? That's a separate Mercer Mayer well, series. Well, but the little critter books have different. Like one of my kid, one of my son's favorites is just a bully. Sure. And in just a bully, the bully is an alligator or a crocodile. Like it's oh, okay. It's not. It's nowhere near the same. It's not even a mammal. There is so, also little monsters, and just I'm I'm remembering these now, but I like the little monsters a lot better. I find them a lot less creepy than the little well, critters. Yeah, well, my favorite was Little Monsters Bedtime Book, which is really just a series of poems about mm-hmm. weird monsters and their personalities and their habits. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking you at got, it right now. Blue cover. Yeah, you got. I remember one of them was called the Kerplopus. Uh-huh. Like that guy. Uh-huh. Anyway, Little Monsters uh, Bedtime <laughs> Stories. Like Check it out, guy. everyone. <laughs> oh, and of course, the Zipper Zoos, which are these little sort of fuzzy guys that, that remind <laughs> me of the ink spots from Fraggle Rock, which are also in this movie. Mercer Mayer, still I alive. Do... How old is he? 78 years old. Oh, wow. That, you know, that's that's younger than I would have yeah, guessed. Me too. Seriously. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. Yeah, glad he's still out there. Yeah. As of this recording, he is still alive. Yes, we, we should, should say that. No, we don't want yeah. to yes. jinx anything. No, yes. So, um, 
Yeah, we're like two seconds into this clip. Um, <laughs> Scrooge asks them how one would celebrate Christmas on the unemployment line, which shuts up the rats very quickly. And it's also, I feel like that's one of the, in my brain, the most iconic Michael Caine line readings in this movie. I feel like when I think of Michael Caine in this movie, that is like one of the like two or three lines that like go into my head immediately. I don't know why. Well, well, as we discussed, he says it twice because earlier he said, how would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? Yeah. Yeah. And then here he says, celebrate Christmas on the unemployment. Like it's, it's truly Scrooge's catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't uh-huh. know why, Just... but they decided yelling, you'll be unemployed at his, uh-huh. at his staff. Uh-huh. Is, he probably does it many times a day. I hope. I, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very scary. <laughs> it's, 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 I think as we discussed, one of those is also in the trailer. So uh, that might have Oh, interesting. Movie. I wonder is, if that's what is, it is. is. Just remember it from that. Yeah, if you had another another movie with this trailer on yeah, it. I bet that's yeah, I bet that's it. I never yeah. would have even thought of that. I bet that's it. Hmm. Uh, Gonzo tells us that in these times, it was customary on Christmas Eve for well-meaning gentlemen to call upon businesses, collecting donations for the poor and homeless. As he delivers this exposition, he's using Rizzo <laughs> as a bellows to keep the fire going. <laughs> Like, he's just holding his legs and squeezing him, and Rizzo is blowing into the fire. It's not commented upon. It's like, so the, there's no shot where Gonzo is like, oh, here, we need to keep the fire going. It's just yeah. it's just a funny little gag that's happening. Lot of good, it's just happening. A lot of good Rizzo puppetry in this movie. That was something I yeah. was paying attention to this time. Like, they, they use him very interestingly and, like, do a lot of fun gags with him, um, which I feel like they don't necessarily do in the other movies as much as this one. And I wonder why. I don't know. I don't know why that is. Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, when you say that, the first thing I think of is a little later in the movie when he's in that barrel and he's looks like mm-hmm. looking up at Gonzo and tapping his foot. Yeah. Impatiently, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is another yeah, another fun. I don't know why r- the rat puppetry impresses me more than almost any other puppetry. You know what I mean? Because I think I think it's because they're so small. Because they're so tiny. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. Yeah, like they it. they get a lot of expression out of those little puppets. Yeah. Uh, this the, also, sorry to interrupt. I I was watching the Blu-ray of this, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this. When you pause the Blu-ray, it goes to one of those like, it cuts to another video of the rats singing Christmas. We haven't bells. mentioned that. What is that that feature called? Oh yeah. It's called like intermission or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think it might just be called intermission. Uh, yeah. It's it's fun. Sometimes I kind of wish that it weren't happening, but I think you can go back to sure. the movie just by pressing the button again, right? Yeah. I, I didn't know it existed, and I paused the movie, and then it just started happening. Yeah. It's called it's called Disney Intermission. Disney Intermission. I think they they <laughs> shot, like, maybe, I don't know, five, I don't know how many of these. It, they were new when the movie came out on Blu-ray. Here, here we go. You ready? For The Muppets, 2012, there's six clips. Six, For okay. The Christmas Carol, Swedish Chef reads A Visit from St. Nicholas While Chickens Sing oh christmas tree rats sing we wish you a merry christmas rats sing jingle bells chickens sing joy to the world chickens and penguins sing deck the halls and then they do like a karaoke thing for the original muppet movie one. Oh right oh yeah that was fun yeah um yeah yeah they're cool i i wonder if there's a way they could add that to disney plus there must be right i, I mean there's so like many you could choose to, to turn disney on plus. or off the the intermission yeah uh, so the door to the office opens, and here comes Bunsen and Beaker. Now, there's a couple of notable things about their mm-hmm. appearance in this movie. Um, I might be forgetting something, but there's th- this is 
maybe one of the first times or the first time that we see the two of them outside the context of being scientists. Oh, wow. They're just these two guys collecting money for the poor in this movie. There's no, I guess there was no natural way for them to be conducting experiments or inventing something in Dickensian London. That's interesting. I Cause I guess they yeah, sort of no, expand on that later on. Like you see them on vacation or you see them like doing other stuff that is not directly related to science, but I, I yeah, in Muppets yeah, Tonight, that's they, exactly what I was thinking. They have of. lives outside this the yeah. studio, yeah. But even in Muppet right. Treasure Island, when we see them, they're mm-hmm. like making stuff explode. So that's even right. more they're, tied. They're the doctor. They're the doctor and his assistant. So it's it's still tied yeah. back, yeah, hmm. yeah, to the Muppet Labs vibe. Um, right. I was thinking, Great Muppet Caper. They're just kind of at the hotel, right? Oh, uh, that's anything? true. Sciencey? I mean, Beaker's Beaker's eyes light up like light bulbs, but that's just because he gets right. Electric. That's not that's not an experiment. Like, but Anthony, what is electricity yeah. if yeah, not a part of science? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Science. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, in the book, I guess the, it's it is also two men in the book. Anthony, is that correct? Collecting for charity? It, yes. Okay. So yeah, I, I guess it just made sense for this this to be where Bunsen and Beaker would go in the movie. Um, I believe this is also Steve Whitmire's first performance as Beaker mm-hmm. after Richard Hunt passed away. I think it has yeah. to be. I can't, I can't think of any other projects where Beaker would have appeared. So, um, And he sounds great. I mean, there's not a lot to Beaker's <laughs> voice, really. It's just high-pitched me, me, yeah. me. But I've heard Steve say in interviews that Beaker's voice is done by inhaling and making those squeaky sounds rather than just huh. just making the sounds while exhaling, which like I've I've tried impersonating Beaker that way, and it's not. Well, you easy. would think you would so just run out of you would run out of air, you know, if you're inhaling yeah. that much. Yeah. Like you're just like right. That eventually you would have. To yeah, yeah. <gasps> I guess not yeah. run out of air. You would have too much air. I guess is what I was trying to say. But yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and the other thing about. Beaker being mm-hmm. Steve Whitmire now means that Bunsen and Beaker are now yet another Dave Gold Steve Whitmire. Team. Yes, yes, that's right. Which means that means that there are two <laughs> in the room, right? So <laughs> oh, right, there, yes. And so are Bunsen and Beaker. Yeah. So, yeah, increasingly uh, in this era of the Muppets, we're seeing the Dave Golds and Steve. Whitmire what else teams. do we have later on? Do any? What are the other ones that pop up? Well, Andy and Randy Pig are going to come up. Oh sure, on Muppets of tonight. course. Um, and the, I mean, they had been. Wembley and Boober were often paired together on Fraggle Rock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Statler and Waldorf like, for a little while. Statler and Waldorf for a while, yeah. Um, uh, sure. R- R- Rugby Tiger and Mew in The Christmas Toy. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, there's yeah. there's Stinky and Jake um, on the Animal Show. Stinky and, uh-huh. Right. Animal Show. There's another uh-huh. one like that, right? There's another, like, not, not mm. really classic Muppets one. Of course, Lips and Zoot. Right, everyone's two, favorite duo the two most talkative those, those pals and distinctive yeah. uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah i mean it just seemed i think they enjoyed working together and they just kept yeah kept pairing them up in those days yeah um, yeah yeah i i feel like there's a, a jim henson hour one or something that's oh yes of course milton the golden told <laughs> and wolf the howler monkey on song of the well, cloud forest yeah course. that's that's a great uh-huh. example and then when you said uh-huh. jim henson hour i immediately thought aren't they the the two main characters in the uh, inner tube TV pilot, those weird looking like oh, yeah, they mechanic are. Oh, wow. puppets. They're like, Mar- they're like Mario and Luigi looking guys. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't. Wait, one of them is. No, I can't remember their names. <laughs> I, I'm disappointed but, yeah, with myself, but I can't remember their names. <laughs> I'm just the two scrolling characters through... from Intertube TV. Yeah, I'm gonna let you take okay. this one. Um. <laughs> anyway. We gotta close this loop. Oh, Hang okay. on, we gotta look this up. I'll, we can't I'll cut just. This uh, part. You're, you're gonna look it up. No, I think we gotta leave it in. Wait, we gotta leave it in. All right, inner tube. It, okay, do you want to take a guess? Because I have the things pulled up right now. So, Jake and uh, I remember R- R- Richard Hunt is Basher. I remember that, but he's not one of the main guys. Is it something like Clarence? <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. It is not. It Jake is correct, <laughs> and that's Steve Whitmire, right? Jake is Whitmire. Jake is goals. Jake is ah. goals. Okay, so Whitmire is named <laughs> Wooten. I don't remember. <laughs> it's you got it. It's Wooten. No, it's Henry. Henry. Oh, oh okay. okay. There it is. Jake and Henry. <laughs> yeah, no wonder that wasn't super memorable. <laughs> yeah, that that great Steve Dave team. Well, there you have it. <laughs> um, I also want to say about Bunsen and Beaker. We've raved about the costumes in this movie in previous episodes, Mm -hmm. and we have firmly established throughout the history of this podcast that we like seeing the Muppets in winter wear. And this is like Mm. possibly the the apex of all of that, because Bunsen and Beaker look great in these these Dickensian costumes all bundled up. Uh, Everyone does. It's like fascinating seeing a lot of like Fraggle Rock characters or, you know, just yeah. like those weird eighties, uh, Henson puppets, uh, in winter clothes, just like any clothes is always very fascinating. Uh, when they're like weird creatures that probably were not, uh, initially intended to be wearing clothes. That's true. Right. Uh, a lot of the ones from Fraggle Rock <laughs> who were recycled here were just naked yeah. in their original appearances. Yeah. Uh, Polly Smith though. Yeah. Know? Yeah. She, she's the best. Yeah. Um, and I especially she like must. Beaker's top hat, which is basically like, an ex- just an extension of his head because his head is just this mm-hmm. cylindrical <laughs> object <laughs> the top hat is just kind yeah. of continuing the same shape <laughs> so oh so these characters appear in some other adaptations of a christmas carol but not all i think some adaptations just sort of assume that it's enough for us to see scrooge being mean to nephew fred and that we don't need to see him yelling at these two other guys yeah, but of course I would be remiss if I did not point out that they were played by Ratty and Molly in Mickey's Christmas Carol. <laughs> not the most well-known Disney characters, so I don't know from, how they landed on those two. From Wind in the Willows, right? Yes, from it? the Adventures yeah. of uh, oh, Ichabod sure. Crane and Ichabod Mr. And Mr. Toad. Toad. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, that's so funny. And then in the Rich Little special, they were played by Rich Little's <laughs> impressions of Laurel and Hardy, which actually kind of works. Like that's I'll give him that. Wow. Ryan praising Rich Little. <laughs> Ryan? Well, Mark down the day I'm here, not going to say they're good impressions. I'm just saying it makes <laughs> sense to cast them as these two characters. <laughs> Ryan keeps bringing... He keeps saying, in Mickey's Christmas Carol, this character was played by this. In Rich Little's, this character was played by this. He keeps doing it as though those are the two most important <laughs> adaptations of the No, I tell you what it is. Those two are the ones who cast most of the characters. Mm. Right. Pre-existing. Well, right, and you, you're... And it, it it would also be boring to be like in the yeah Jim 1990- Smith in the nineteen thirty three adaptation yeah, like right. You right. Know. and I'll leave that yeah, up yeah. to you Anthony because you're more familiar with all these other well movies. right but I mean I don't know who plays all the characters in the in the George C Scott movie or whatever. right and if it's just yeah. a British character actor it's not as interesting 
And if it's right. the Zemeckis one, you can probably just say Jim Carrey. Yeah. Right. It's Jim Carrey. It's it probably it's, is. Except it's, Gary, except it's Gary Oldman as Tiny Tim. So oh. weird. <laughs> it's um, true. It's, I'm not kidding. Yeah, and I'm That's also so I'm also not gonna say like, oh, and by the way, in the Flintstones version, they they didn't include these characters. Like, you know. Yeah, but, you, but even you more did just say so. it. Well, did. I did say it now. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> explaining because you challenged me. I'm explaining why because, I'm bringing up because, Mickey and Rich like, Little every time. Well, like four times now, you've brought up Rich Little, and every time the guest is like incredulous. That I know. Bringing up Rich <laughs> no, I've I established the pattern. I gotta yeah. stick with it. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Muppets are the only reason why I know who Rich Little is. That makes sense. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it it makes sense that this is where where it gets talked about. <laughs> so. Uh, Bunsen introduces the two of them. They're from the Order of Victoria Charity Foundation. I'm, I assume this is not a real charity, but it sounds very official. As far as I could tell, it is not. Right. Was never a real charity. But Victoria was, of course, the Queen of England at the time the book mm-hmm. was published and mm-hmm. takes place. Right. So it would make sense. Yes. I mean, it makes as much sense as anything. Yeah. She was... She was also the Queen of England for 64 years. That's a pretty long time. Too long. Which is, it's Yeah, it's like not, not as long but, as the current Queen. Yeah, I was going to say, still, how long like, yeah. has this wild. one been, been the Queen? She just 75? 75. Yeah. Wow, that's right? ridiculous. No, seven, it must be yeah. 70. It was ne- ne- 1952. Okay. Yeah, 70. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Bunsen says that they would like to speak to Scrooge about a donation. And as he says this, he holds up his... his thumb and index finger for the universal gesture of like just a little bit which is nice because <laughs> just to indicate that that they only, only want a little bit of money uh, mm-hmm. and fred welcomes them very warmly and tells them that scrooge is very generous scrooge is not happy about this bunsen tells scrooge that it's important to take care of the poor and homeless scrooge says are there no prisons no poor houses which i think is another one of these lines that pops up in most adaptations of the story yeah. it feels like a famous scrooge line it's it's yeah. it's it's almost word for word right out of the book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Bunsen though still doesn't get the hint and asks Scrooge what he can put him down for. <laughs> when he does this, he Bunsen puts his his he rests his head on his hand on Scrooge's <laughs> desk, which just annoys Scrooge even more. Scrooge well, and he does he does this little finger wag as he says, "What might I put you down for?" Yeah. He points at Scrooge and waves his finger around. Which we'll actually, maybe we should tease, we'll have more information about that in an upcoming bonus episode. We will, yes. A special bonus episode. I have no idea what that could mean, (laughs) but I'm so intrigued. It's coming up. Scrooge says, nothing. Bunsen says, you wish to remain anonymous. And Scrooge says, he wishes to be left alone. I do not make merry myself for Christmas. Wait, is that right? He says, is that grammatically correct? I do not make merry myself for Christmas. (laughs) I think he does. All right. Uh, Scrooge says that, no, Fred says that certainly is true. Scrooge says, I cannot afford to make idle people marry. Fred says that certainly is not true. This is very similar. Well, I was just going to say, that's maybe the biggest Jerry Jewell innovation in this scene. Oh, really? Because that's not in the book. Fred, in fact, does not meet the charity men in the book at all. He's already been kicked out or he's already left by that point. So what it actually says is... Uh, he wishes Bob a Merry Christmas and all that, just like he will momentarily. Um, Scrooge calls Bob crazy for celebrating Christmas. And then the narrator says, this lunatic, <laughs> scratch it, in letting Scrooge's nephew out, 
had let two other people in. Oh, okay. And then that's the charity. Huh. But yeah, so they, they do not share the scene, and I think it helps it so much that Fred is here, like, cracking lines yeah. and commenting. It just it makes you feel like this is part of Scrooge's regular life, that his nephew drops by to, yeah. like, to rib him. Razz him. Razz him, yeah. Yeah, yeah huh. that's interesting. So Fred makes his donation and starts to walk out. On his way out, Fred invites Scrooge to Christmas dinner with himself and his wife. Scrooge says he doesn't know why Fred got married. It's a very rude thing to say to to a guy <laughs> who was just... He's, this is Ebenezer Scrooge we're talking yeah, about. I know. A very yeah. well-known rude person. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, I'm sorry to break the news. Ebenezer <laughs> Scrooge is a rude guy. Wait, really? <laughs> this is his thing. What? This is his whole what? thing, I Ryan. thought this was a story about a guy who starts a... out nice and polite and stays that way. Listen, I know he's always been nice to you, but other people <laughs> have had different interactions with him. I thought the name Ebenezer Scrooge was synonymous with, with niceness and nice kindness. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Fred says that he got married because he fell in love and Scrooge says that's even sillier than Merry Christmas uh, but that doesn't matter Fred uh, and Bob Cratchit exchange Merry Christmases as he leaves um, he hangs up a wreath on the door which I also remember from the Mickey Christmas Carol like a wreath is very prominently involved in the Donald Duck as nephew Fred scene hmm. right outside by the horse right he's like by a carriage yeah I think so so is that is, is there that a wreath mentioned in the book or is that just there's a... n- there's nothing about wreaths in the book when he leaves? Okay. Yeah. I wonder what the do we know what the origin of a wreath is? Hmm. Not off the top of my head. Yeah, who who I've never thought about it wreaths. before. <laughs> yeah, you, you you know a few years ago I read the book Christmas a Biography by Judith Flanders. Yeah, which is oh, a very sure. good book and I recommend it highly. And I'm sure that has stuff in it about the origin of wreaths, but it's. It's overshadowed by the origin of, of Christmas trees. I wonder if it was one of those things that was sort of absorbed from some kind of pagan ritual or observance. or Yeah, it seems, seems likely. It seems like there were... Well, they're calling wreaths like the things that they used to wear around their head in oh, ancient Greece and yeah, Rome. Yeah, right. So maybe it evolved from that. Like, let's make a really yeah, and that, version and put it on the wall. It seems like Lutheran, according to Wikipedia, I'm skimming it very quickly. There was a Lutheran priest in the early 1800s, and that was kind of where it came from. And his name was Father yeah. Reith. And his name was Father Johann Reith Heinrich. <laughs> that was All right, it. this is such an educational podcast. Hey, that's what I'm here for. I just want to teach yeah. people. Uh, Bunsen and Beaker continue to stand by Scrooge's desk awkwardly. Bunsen says, now then, sir, about the, uh, and that's where this clip ends. So we don't know about the what, about, we'll find we're, we're never going to find about out. The aardvark. No, I, we're not. About the wreath, about the, uh-huh. about the, we don't know. <laughs> Could be anything. Um, when, when Bunsen opens his mouth in the last shot of this clip, there's this little piece of fuzz that is stuck to his, <laughs> I guess, what would be Bunsen's lower lip. And uh, it, it, uh-huh. it's distracting to me. Oh, yeah. Time. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. That's so funny. I think funny. it's gone by the next shot, so they must have noticed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, very funny. Didn't want to reshoot it, though. His face just hanging there on his lip. Um, I did. I watched this, like I said, on my Blu-ray, and I got a new TV pre-COVID, and I think this is probably the first time I've watched it uh, on that uh. TV. And it it looks very good. Like, you can tell that it's shot on film. Yeah. You know, it just, like, looks very nice. And uh, it was not something that I've ever, like, picked up on before. 
um, until watching it huge in my living room. Yeah, the you know? Blu-ray looks sure. really good, too. Yeah. Um, something I also thought while I was watching this, sorry to derail the conversation. No, no please. I don't... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no... There are no Palisades Christmas Carol, right? There was... Besides, like, there's some yes, mini ones? there was a little PVC of the Ghost of Christmas present, and... Why do we think that is? one or two others? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just never got the full license to make regular action figures. Because yeah. they went all in on Treasure Island. That's why I was like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. it's, I don't know if it has something to do with it being seasonal. Yeah. Maybe. That, like, they didn't want to have them on shelves other times or I, something. I, I don't pirates, know. pirates are your exactly. round thing. I have right. to think that now, if they just came out with a set of action figures that was like... Yeah. Yeah, Kermit as Bob Cratchit, Piggy as Emily Cratchit, Gonzo Rizzo, mm-hmm. Fozzie Wig, that would probably sell. I, I feel like people would probably buy it. And maybe the ghosts. Yeah. I don't know about Scrooge. They yeah. have to get the likeness rights from Michael Caine, That's maybe. a whole but, thing. I mean, that was always the dream, was that someday Palisades would be able to make, like, the cameos. Yeah. Uh, right. The you're, you're, cameo. You're right. Charles Grodin. Martin in shorts. Yeah. Absolutely, I I just got the Neko Weird Al, oh. and he's like basically in in scale with them, and I'm like, oh, I just want everyone to be this yeah. scale because they fit perfect. That's great. Actually, oh, that's I'd great. like a like yeah. a a Belinda and Bettina that would be to scale with the other uh-huh. Muppet action figures. Uh-huh. That'd be great. I want uh, is his name Joe the Spider? Yeah, again? he's old old Joe. Yeah, old Joe. Cool yeah. Give me old Joe. Um, yeah, I don't have any other notes specifically about these two minutes. I have one other tangent, um, which mm-hmm. is related because it's about Ebenezer Scrooge being mean to people and also about puppets. And that is... Oh, that's interesting because I've always thought of him as a nice guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. So, well, oh, go ahead. Well, just speaking of waiting for him to be nice, I, the only other thing I was going to say is that I love how long Bunsen just stands there clearing his throat, waiting for Scrooge <laughs> to make a donation. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a not it's, insignificant it's like, number of seconds of this clip that he's just standing Yeah, there. it's like about 10 seconds yeah. where he's just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Scrooge is just Very either funny. oblivious or ignore, probably just ignoring him on purpose, hoping that he'll go yeah. away. Scrooge, Scrooge don't care. Yeah. Scrooge don't care. Yeah. Mean guy. Uh, So in the 1980s, I would often visit my aunt who lives in Dallas, and she would take me to Six Flags Over Texas, which is the original Six Flags Mm -hmm. theme park. And they used to have this puppet show where it was just a wagon. I think it was in the Old West section of the park. um, And just a puppet would would just pop out from behind a, a little curtain in this wagon. Sometimes it was a crow. Sometimes it was a snake. And the whole show was basically this puppet doing crowd work. The, the puppet would just like okay. talk to people in the audience and insult them, like make fun of their clothes and their hairstyles and stuff. I don't know if you could yeah. still do a show like this today that now that people are so litigious. Uh-huh. But um, I once went to Six Flags at Christmas time and they were doing the same show, but it was an Ebenezer Scrooge puppet who was making oh. fun of people and insulting people. And then at the end of the show, he squirted everybody uh, with a water gun. So that was fun. Squir- uh, Scrooge does not do that in this movie. But. I was going to say, that is my favorite scene in the book, <laughs> is when he pulls out the water yeah, gun. I, I would have liked to see that. Um, yeah. But So that was fun. And then I just, 
I, I did a little bit of web searching and discovered that the puppeteer who did all of those characters was a guy named John Hardman, and he did this for many decades at Six Flags and also oh. at a mall in Dallas called North Park Shopping Mall. So shout out to anyone in Dallas who might be listening to this podcast and remembers those puppets. That rules. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I have on these two minutes. Um, <laughs> anything else from either of you? Um, I The set is so great. And I'm sure you guys have maybe talked about it. I don't know. The set is so great. And it's clearly like shot on a studio. But at the same time, those windows feel real. And that's always something I appreciate. Yeah. Like the light coming in, like feels like real very light grimy uh, windows. streaming into the room. Yeah, yeah. It's just a really uh, the production design's really good in this room. That's that's it. It's going to be in the next uh, two minutes True. too. Yes. So it, it will continue to be good. And Anthony, did yeah. you have anything else on these two minutes or an old curiosity shop uh, entry for us? I, I kind of covered all my old curiosity shop stuff as we went along. Yeah, that tends to happen <laughs> when we're right. quoting lines well, that are in some, the book. Some. Right. Sometimes it makes sense to keep it until the end, yeah. but um, I yeah I I already said that the narrator calls Bob Cratchit a lunatic, which is pretty, <laughs> maybe my favorite thing in this passage. Yeah, that would have been funny for Gonzo to say that. For Gonzo to say, Kermit. yeah. yeah. Although Kermit's not really <laughs> acting like a lunatic, so. No, but I mean, neither is Bob in the book. It's just Scrooge calls him crazy for celebrating Christmas. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like that. That's all. Yeah, they should have kept that in. Lunatic. Lunatic is such a funny early 1800s word. Like, you don't think of that word being around then. Right. That's yeah, yeah. true. Or, or that it, like, has, like, a much different meaning or something. You know, like... Right, uh, it's, like, darker. It's, it's I been, mean, I think it's... Yeah. Think more, more referred to someone who was going Criminal, to be committed Criminally to insane? Yeah. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, then, before we wrap up, Patrick, uh, we like to ask our yeah. guests... Um, do you what's your history with this movie um where would you rank it alongside the other mm. Muppet movies and is this something that you watch every year mm-hmm. uh history with this movie is it was definitely you know it came out uh not to age myself the year i was born so it's i don't remember a time without it sure um it was something that we always had on vhs you know and then eventually every other format that it right. came out on um uh I, leading into the next part of the question, it is not one that I go to rewatch a lot because the things I like about Muppet movies are I like to laugh (laughs) and I like silly stuff. And I feel like this movie is not super funny or super silly. There are moments, but to me, it is not. Uh, it is not what I'm necessarily looking for when I sit down. Yeah, there there are a lot of jokes in it, but it's. I think it's more focused on telling the story. For sure, warm and family-friendly way. For yeah. sure, uh, which you know, which I appreciate and I understand, and I, I know that a lot of people love it. Um, it. When I'm just looking for a Muppet thing, it's just not at the top of my list. In fact, when I rank them, yeah, and people are gonna come, people are gonna come at me for this. It is, in fact, my least favorite Muppet Ooh. movie. Wow, it is the bottom. And it's purely because of that. And and even when I say it's my least favorite Muppet movie, like I still love the movie. You know, sure. I yeah. still I still like uh, almost everything about it. Uh, but at the same time, if you were like, "Hey, here's a list of all of them. You you have to rewatch all of them. Like, put them in yeah. order and order which you want to rewatch it. It would it would be the bottom." Mm. Uh, and I've gotten a lot of hate about that online. Yeah. Whenever I post that, people do not like it. 
should, but I you you should phrase it like this. Muppets yeah. from Space is better than Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> say it like that. I mean, and then see what here's the yeah. thing. I agree with that. Mm. Uh, uh, clearly, I lo- if this is your least favorite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would much rather watch Muppets from Space uh, because I think it's very silly, and I think it's very, I think there's a lot of very funny things in it. I, I agree. Um, I, I actually like Muppets from Space more than Muppet Treasure Island, which I'll have. Oh wow! I'll have many, many more chances to say that on this podcast. But um, I think I probably do too. But I, I like Muppet Treasure Island. I rewatched it recently, and I was like, oh, this movie's so much funnier than I remember it being. That's that's my yeah. thing. Well, it's know. very silly. Uh, it's very silly, <laughs> which is which is what I'm looking yeah, for. Sure. Um and then what did I answer all three of those questions? I, I feel like I kind of did, it. right? Yeah, history Basically, with yeah. The yeah. First time you saw it, so you would. Yeah. So you, and you, I, so you I, don't I love watch it. it every year then. I probably don't watch it every yeah. year. I probably watch it every other year. Okay. Like probably once every 2 years I will watch it is my yeah. guess. Um I definitely watched it a lot more when I was a kid just because like you know, we had 20 VHS so it's just like you were movies to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just watching the same things over and yeah. over again. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably once every two years, I guess. Yeah, that, that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, so with, with that hot take, then we will, uh, wrap things up for this week. Everyone, please make sure you check out toughpicks.com on the internet and all the usual places. Our logo is by Morgan Davey. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. You can email us at movingrightalong at toughpicks.com. You can find me on Twitter at me Ryan Rowe. I'm on Letterboxd at Movies Are Neat, and Anthony is on Letterboxd at Zeppo Marxist. Patrick, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Patrick Cotner, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-C-O-T-N-O-I-R. Uh, you can also watch George Luke's talk show. It's all on YouTube. Uh, I recommend if you're listening to this, we did a full rewatch of Muppets Tonight with a bunch of people who worked on Muppets that was Tonight. Very cool. Uh, Brian Henson, Bill Beretta, like uh, so many people, uh, writers, directors, producers, a- a- anyone uh, you can think of, builders. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot from that, too. We're, yeah, too. I'm so, it gave us a page on Muppet Wiki, and I lost my dang <laughs> mind. Like, we're, like, cited in multiple places yeah, on Muppet well, Wiki, and it I was just like. I don't think I've ever known, and I don't think anybody knew, that Phil yeah. Van Neuter from Tales from the Vet was named after mm-hmm. a Los Angeles police detective who worked on the O.J. Simpson case, whose name was Phil Van Natter. Phil Van... Yes. Rules. I... It's, the best, it's the best piece yeah. of trivia. Yeah. And it's um, preposterous. Yeah. But it's very... Uh, I think that's very fun, and I think people would uh, enjoy yes, that definitely. if you're listening to this. Uh, 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 we just did a show in Atlanta, Dad's Garage Theater, uh, George Lucas Talk Show, and our, our guest was Steve Whitmire, which was very fun and very cool, and it's going to be on uh, YouTube. If it's not already, uh, go check it yes, out. Yes, yes, that's very cool. So then, uh, yes, that's just about it, listeners. If you don't mind, please give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever, and uh, tell your friends about the show, your friends, your nephew the two guys who come into your office asking for money tell them all about this podcast and join us again next week for another episode of moving right along goodbye join us next week on the unemployment line (laughs) 